My name is Barry Hoover. If I don't know you, pastor here at Fervent Church. And um, I, uh, I have a crazy story to start today. Can I tell you a crazy story that happened this week? Um, isn't it ridiculous when someone like me asks that question, the person with a microphone? It's like, who's, who's going to say no? So I knew I was preaching today. We're in a, this series. We're in the human series, right? What it's like to be human. And I knew I was preaching on um, the process of change or becoming in the making, that whole theme, becoming. And myself, currently at this spot in my pastoral life, I need about a week and a half to two weeks to prepare to bring you what has not let me sleep real well in preparation, right? To find out, like, what, I, what, do, you, what, what do you want? And so I, I was in full-on prep mode, and I was, I was really prepared. I was going to preach on the whole book. Yeah, yeah, someone's laughing in the back. You're, yeah, you're, you're a little more wise than me. I was going to preach on the whole book of Joshua. Great book, right? And I'm fired up for it. It's like taking up all my thoughts. And Thursday night, part of my um, track now to work towards ordination, these things called cohorts, it's with pastors, and you, uh, you help each other, you work together. We go see one of these pastors up in North Jersey, up in Trenton, the middle of Trenton, right? This big mix, culturally speaking. And, and I'm listening to this, um, this pastor, and he is, when I tell you, brimming, with excitement for what God's doing in the middle of this neighborhood, I, I, I don't do it justice, right? Like, he's, he was kind of, like, bouncing around. He was, like, really, really fired up. I'm like, man, this, this is amazing, right? And meanwhile, he's giving us a tour of a building. And this building, when I say the middle of renovation, it, it's, I would say, worse than that. It was, like, demo on parts of it. It was rebuilding on others. There's like new HVAC. I'm overwhelmed by the work that this building needs. There's stuff everywhere. There's people everywhere. And he refuses to stop. He's just like, he has all this vision for these places and these rooms. This is where this is going to go. Look what God's doing here. Look what's what's God's doing there. And the, and the, the leader of our group says, hey, let's pray for Pastor Roberto. And say, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's, let's pray for him. There's six of us. I'm second to last to go. My spirit is like overwhelmed at one thing, the purity of this man's heart, the work at hand. The purity, the humility in this work that his hands are fighting, are, are finding. And when I say overwhelmed, I do, that's code for me for a little bit emotional. I'm an emotional dude. And I'm fighting it. I'm like, listen, I need to, I need to calm down a little bit. And so it's my turn to pray. And what I sense from the Holy Spirit was all of your preparation in the book of Joshua is for Pastor Roberto, not for Sunday. And, I, and that was me spiritually. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Because that wasn't it. That wasn't the end. He said, all the preparation, it's for Pastor Roberto. It's not for Sunday. I'll give you Sunday. Now, pause. He knows me, but I still was like, God, you know I need time. For preparation, I need, you know me, you know my limitations, you, you know what I need to, and in the way that God does sometimes, he might speak to you in, in a little of an accent, the, the, the Hoover accent for me is, what, now you don't trust my voice? 
you trust the first part when I'm going to ask you to prophesy over someone and get the spiritual goosebumps of someone like, hey, you, clearly you're gifted in the prophetic. He said, how about the ending part? How about the process part? We trust God in, in a moment. I'm good at that. In a moment. Like in crisis, I, I can trust him. But the process, uh, I'm a little more apprehensive. And so I go after it. I really do. I go after it. And, I, and last guy goes, and, and Pastor Roberto stands up. He's like, that was incredible. And um, he stands up, and he starts to flex. And I'm like, is this a new thing? Is this like a prayer flex? Like when someone prays for you, you get up and just like. And I'm like, this, that could be cool. I'm like, I missed something. And he, and he pulls, he pulls his sleeve back. He's got Joshua 1.9 literally tattooed on his bicep. What I was just like going after, it's all I was talking about was Joshua. All the things I had studied for and I was prophesying. When I say prophesying, basic language, it's encouraging spiritually things of God. He gets up and he's got the verse tattooed on his arm. And in that moment, I felt really convicted because it was the same voice who said, hey, it's for right now. I'll give you for Sunday. Who, like, who, who here has been like that? Like, it's in a, in a, in a moment you can be like, yeah, I'm going to trust. I, I can. But then there's this element of process that we just do not like. If you have your Bible with you, put up on your phone or the physical one, uh, do me a favor, hop to 2 Corinthians 3.18 for me. Because this, this part in Scripture here, let me set the stage. This, this part of Scripture here, um, Paul's basically doing that. We're going to talk about, like, unveiled faces and a mirror. But he goes on to talk about the, the process of being changed like Jesus. Like, that's exactly what I experienced Thursday night. The moment, yeah, um, but the process, not, not as much. Right, so when we talk about change today, when we talk about becoming, I'm going to use the word becoming pretty much from here on out. When I say becoming, the definition for today is that process of change. Becoming, the process of change. Now, remember, change in and of itself is not inherently good um, or bad. Right, if you're like myself, I like change. I like when routine is interrupted. I, I like that. My wife, she's not a big fan of change. That's why we're together, to help each other. But hear me, change in and of itself isn't good or bad, but the direction that change takes you makes all the difference. Let me say it again. The direction that change takes you makes all the difference the difference. So in here, 2 Corinthians, it's chapter 3, verse 18. Notice the moment and notice the process. It says this, and we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord. Those are some big church words, aren't they? Guess what? Paul, he's actually not talking to Americans in 2021. His crew understands the veiled face. He just got done teaching from Exodus, part of the Hebrew Bible. Moses would spend time with God. His face would be mirroring the glory of God. His face would be shining. Moses had to have a veil over his face to protect the people and to protect those people from death. 
Their hearts were hardened. They could not stand the glory of God. Jesus is the difference. Jesus is the one that unveils. We get to see and we get to, we get to see him in the, in the fire. We, we get to see him up close. We get to see his likeness and his glory. This is what Paul's going after. With unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord. We're being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Let me give you um, the paraphrase, just in case you want a little bit more robust info from the message. This is a paraphrase, not a translation. Nothing between us and God. Hello. We just got done singing this. Yes? Nothing between us and God. Our faces shining with the brightness of his face. And so we are transfigured much like the Messiah. Our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like him. Here's the key from this part. Becoming is beholding. Becoming, this process of change, is, is beholding. Obvious question. Who are you beholding? Is it yourself? Are you the center of your universe? What are you beholding? Career? Family? Income? Status? I don't know. Influence? I don't, I don't know. This is why we're bringing this to the forefront today. Becoming is beholding. This verse makes it abundantly clear that we are to behold and focus on Jesus. Jesus, when we focus on Jesus, here's the cool part. He, think of a mirror. Can you guys think of a mirror for a second? When you look into a mirror right now, like this morning, I looked into a mirror. My hair was a little bit crazy in the morning, kind of hoping it looks okay now. I looked into a mirror. I saw me for like what it is. It was a regular mirror. It was a little bit dark. Went on with my day. This scripture here is talking about something different. The mirror is illuminated. The very mirror itself is Jesus. It's illuminated. When you look into an illuminated mirror, what becomes more? You or Jesus. It's Jesus. You can't look and behold Jesus without being changed. Your eyes are closed. You're asleep. Someone needs to shake you up. Someone needs to remind you that this walk of following Jesus, it might take some effort, y'all. What did we just present? We presented collectives. That's a big ask. Jill unpacked it beautifully. Yes, we are asking something of you. It's because of this. Look into a mirror that's illuminated with your eyes open and let, that's the word for glory, let Jesus change you. One final thought on this section. My, final, my favorite part of that verse is the ending. Because it says, um, where is it? For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. This comes from the Lord. It's actually his desire. You changing, you becoming, it's actually his desire. 
He, he wants it for you. He, he desperately wants it for you. Because think about it. I, I think some of us act as if, even if you would not say this sentence, hear me. I think some of us act as if we can't come to God while we're under construction. Right? It's like, hey, I got, I got to get these things in order. I'm a hot mess in these areas. I got to clean this up before I, yeah, jump on that Jesus track. We're missing it. We're missing his heart. We're missing his heart. You need not construct something to get onto that track. Instead, he's with you. It's his desire that you're constantly changing. You're always, always, always under construction. And you remember at the top how I gave you the story about Pastor Roberto's space. I was this big old mess of like stuff everywhere. Is that not a picture of our lives? Is that not a picture of your life? It is of mine right now. Pockets of like, yeah, I can see vision and pockets of like, oh my goodness, what is going to happen next? And what's going on right in the middle of it? A voice calling our attention to the person of Jesus. Point two, becoming needs patience. Becoming needs patience. This is a brutal point. Can I say that? Patience, everyone knows too, it's like, hey, don't pray for patience, right? That's like a, if you've been in church a long time, people are like, yo, don't pray for patience because God will do it, honor that prayer, and then everything gets hard. Um, let, me, let, me read, let, me, let me read this quote to you, all right? It's by a pastor, he's a songwriter too, but um, listen to this. Most of the time, I feel that I am unable to see God working or moving, probably because in my mind, any kind of real God would do things expediently and with obvious displays of power. A God like that would be so much easier to follow. And there are gods like that still ready and waiting for us. But somehow I remain convinced by the man Christ Jesus. And here we are waiting, waiting, waiting for the great reconciliation. But we are swimming in the great disadvantage. Because... To bear God's witness is to bear his slowness. And his slowness is a scandal to many. To bear God's witness in the middle of your fire, in the middle of your life, it is to bear his slowness. And his slowness is a scandal. I I thought of some other words other than scandal. I said a really hard thing for believers. Forget a scandal to some. Yes, it's a scandal to some, but how about maybe borderline impossible? The slowness, the slowness, the process that God has us on sometimes can feel absolutely impossible. Change, the becoming, it is often slow. 2 Peter 3.9, it says this. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Let me give you another paraphrase. God isn't late with his promises as some measure lateness. He's restraining himself on account of you, holding back the end because he doesn't want anyone lost. He's given everyone space and time to change. The word repentance, that is change. That's the desire of his heart for him taking time. 
Let's go, let's go back for a second to the, the human condition. We, as created beings, we are subject to time and space. We live in time and space. That's what makes us the created. The creator, he is not bound by those limitations. He does not operate in time and space. And so think about if God were to be like, hey, you get one miracle today, what is it? Something pops into your head. I know what mine would be, and I would ask it. What if we started looking these areas in our lives that we desperately want God to move in outside of our timelines and outside of our time, time frames? And like one step further, what if we expected God to answer prayer in situations outside of our timeline? Like, what, what, if, what if we start from a place of understanding God's going to be very, very slow to answer this, and it's, kind of, it's probably going to be outside of my time frame? How much more do you think we would notice his literal fingerprints and his hand at work if we could do this? If we could really do this? You know what makes that difficult for the one situation in, in my life? There's um, a little one in my home, came in through um, foster care, goal was changed to adoption, and then it's, that's in limbo right now. And the, the crazy thing is, there's actual, like, dates, right? There's, like, court dates, right? And, like, things can't go on forever. And so as I'm, like, preparing it and, like, preaching this, who here is like, yeah, man, but there's, there's time frames. There's timelines. I hear you. I want to believe, yeah, I'm just going to act as if he's going to move outside. And... The root of that, the root of that I'm finding is this assumption that I'm more fair. I'm operating under assumption that I'm actually more good. I'm actually more safe. I'm actually more of a provider than God is. That's at the root of that. I'm operating at an assumption I know better. Clearly I know better. And we don't. Church, we're created. There's a creator. And I'm reminded of a, of, of a song, although there's pain in the offering, although there's pain in the offering, we are still standing firm in that faith. What if we stopped having a timeline and a time frame? Because it's not possible to expect divine intervention in like a human, human timeline. Those things, they're at odds with each other. Let's expect it outside. Third point, becoming needs your attention. Becoming, it needs your attention. When I say attention today, what I mean is um, in this moment, like wherever you're um, hearing me and seeing me, in this moment, I want your attention on what are you becoming. And hear me, I don't have a, um, this ain't a trap. Does it make sense? Sometimes like communication-wise, you have to take someone somewhere to communicate something. I'm actually, I'm genuinely asking, what are you becoming right now? Um, you might be becoming frail and weak. You might be becoming uh, jaded. 
you might be becoming defeated. You might be becoming single. You, you might be becoming angry. You might be at a spot where a pastor saying the main thing needs to be to become like Jesus. And you might be at a spot where it's like, I don't want to become like Jesus. I need him to fight for me right now. Can I talk to that heart? Can I talk to those hearts just for a moment? What if you don't like what you're becoming? One more hard nudge in that direction. Because if I preface it, it makes it softer, maybe. But if your faith in Jesus hinges on certain outcomes, you're not a follower, you're a fan. And maybe a really big fan. If your faith in Jesus hinges on desired outcomes, you're, you might not be following. You just could be like a really loud front row fan. And the reason why becoming needs your attention is because it's important. The condition of your soul, it is very, very important, and it is the job. It is the agenda that the Holy Spirit has for fervent church today. Can I be that bold? This is his agenda for today. We are paying attention not to the situations. We are not paying attention to circumstances. The events that you find yourself, the life events that you find yourself in, they do not identify you. They simply do not. Although they're difficult, although they're hard, they are not giving you purpose. If you pay too much attention to the outcome here and this outcome here, if you put too much attention on the outcomes, you're going to miss what he's doing on the inside of your heart. He wants straight up heart surgery this morning. When there's surgery, there's some things that are in there that are uncomfortable, and the end result is health. So if you are feeling stirred, fight the temptation to be like, ah, that ain't Mike. Or like, ah, I don't like him that much. Ah, can you let those distractions go because the heart surgery is what he wants today. The inside is what matters. The inside is what matters. So you have these huge, these huge issues currently with what you're becoming. And although it can be easy to over-communicate things, there is one very simple uh, remedy, one simple remedy this morning. It is attention. 
It is your heart's attention and set on Jesus. That is the remedy. To not focus on the outcomes here and those outcomes. I'm, I'm not, I am not obsessed with the outcomes today. I'm turning my focus inside. The Spirit of God is at work in us and wants us to go back to that verse in Second Chronicles. He wants us no matter how tired, how broken, how beat up we are, to look into that illuminated mirror, that person of Jesus Christ, because we will be changed. We will be changed. Looking at the person and the glory of Jesus, we leave changed. We are not the same. And so, I think some of us uh, myself included, partly. Sometimes I, I feel like I give um, attention in a good way. I feel like, yeah, I can do that. Like, I, I hear you, man. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, I actually want to cut out time. I want to I I pray because I don't want this moment to go. When I say we're going to pray, our attention will be on one thing. And one thing only, and it's Jesus. And can I help with an image? Some people like images and like pictures. Some people don't. That's okay if you don't. But there's been this image that has helped me since January. And it's an image of um, Jesus sitting in a chair, um, not on the edge of his seat with like his elbows on his knees like this, looking at me. It's not that. Um, But he's also not lounging. Right? He's also not disconnected. He's simply sitting, um, looking. He's not saying much, but he's just, he's just intent. He's, he's with me. And what he's teaching me is the attention part. So if, if that helps you, act as if you're sitting across from him. Don't even expect dialogue. You can have it, but that's, this moment's not for that. It's for attention. And there's going to be some hearts that say, I don't even know how to be in the same room as Jesus. Whether because you've never confessed faith in Jesus or you did it when you were like nine years old and you're not sure where you stand, I'm going to pray first. We're going to pray first for your heart. So if that's you, you join me. You can close your eyes and church, you join me in unity. And if that's you, in your own way, you pray this with me. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, please forgive me. Jesus, you have my full attention. And Jesus, I am yours. In Jesus' name, amen. And for everybody else, who is following Jesus and you are in a fire and you can't see him and you need to see him a little bit more clear and join me in praying this. Keep your eyes closed. Uh, Jesus, our attention is turned to you in this moment. Jesus, 
Jesus, our attention is, is turned to you, the, you as a person, the God-man. Not for what you give us, not for blessings, but Jesus, you. Our attention is turned to you. Your scripture today talked about having an unveiled face in your presence, Jesus. And so in this moment, in a supernatural way, that's my request, God, for all of our hearts, that you remove a barrier, that you remove even a man-made veil, and that Jesus you make yourself known to us as our attention is turned to you. You have our attention.